With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, will Joe Biden, poor old Joe, stumbles again on the world stage. We will preview the big showdown tomorrow with Putin v. Biden. Seems like a mismatch to me. Uh, speaking of mismatches, uh, the early returns are in, and Mac Jones has uh, got a better arm than Cam Newton. We're all going to just pretend Cam Newton's not totally shot, but uh, the camera, the video tells us. Otherwise, speaking of the video, a local Fox reporter in Houston sets herself on fire on live TV. We will play you that and uh, look ahead to what she's going to leak out today in secret recordings. And um, Jeffrey Tubin is back on TV. And is it nice to see a uh, deviant like that back on camera? What's it take to get fired by CNN? We will talk about that. And a whole lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right. It's countdown time for Cullinane. He's got one more day to go. This is his last day on camera. Let's do this, Cullinane. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, before we get back to the uh, national embarrassment that is our commander-in-chief overseas, making his first big overseas uh, trip and just stumbling all over himself and uh, cr- ma- making even his biggest enemies cringe and, and feel bad for him. We're going to get to that, but I have to say there's a video going around of the Patriots mini camp yesterday and... I've been saying, as as Dave knows, since uh, whatever draft day, that Mac Jones is going to be the starter day one. In fact, before day one, it's going to be early August, and it's going to be clear when they play preseason games that Mac Jones 
is the quarterback. You don't use the your first round pick, your fifteenth pick, and uh, and and pick him and make him wait behind Cam Newton. You don't have a starter, a good starter. You just don't. So the video comes out, and it's like watching. Uh, you know that video of uh, uh, playing. Who was it playing basketball? Um, and and they're just throwing brick after brick. It wasn't uh, it was it was uh, an act? Who's the actor who died of a heroin overdose? Felt uh, to be Mo- Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, the video of him shooting hoops. Lucky guess. No, I don't. <laughs> yes. But I'll take your word for oh, it. It's a great video where he just keeps brick after brick, uh, and that reminds me of um, of Cam Newton, the once. Really good. Once MVP, the former MVP, former number one pick, who is done as an NFL quarterback. But they like him. He's a good leader, good guy, good teammate, gives funny nicknames, wears funny hats. So they're going to go through this charade in New England. And I'm okay with it. It's, you know, keep it interesting, keep it suspenseful. But I believe, and I don't know about you, Turtle Boy, I know you've you've seen the video. It's imba- It's not as embarrassing as, as uh, Biden talking about Putin. But watching him try to throw, watch, watch these. We got the video up on the screen, and there's no defense. Nope, there's Mac Jones on a string, right on target. There's Cam. Watch Cam on this one. Cam just <laughs> It's a, it's a twelve yard out, or maybe a twelve, fifteen yards. He's not in the same zip code as the receivers. I'm sorry. Again, I, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a good teammate, a good leader. But he doesn't have any touch anymore. His arm is shot. Don't you think he knows this now? Like yes. his goal is to groom Mac Jones into being a good leader, being a good teammate, do what he can to help him in this situation. That's the role. See you later. You're not paying him a lot of money. We're fine. It's fine. And I thought initially that uh, Cam Newton would have a problem with being a backup, but I think he understands now his days as a starter are over. And he might look around and see some team somewhere that quarterback stinks and says, I could I could beat out that guy. But he I think he knows that his job is to just help Mac Jones, help the first round. He's pick. gonna he's gonna start game one, you know. He is not. No, Mac he's Jones. He's going to start game one. Okay, we're gonna bet. Let's do another bet. I'll do it for a, a nice Shea concrete hat against a nice turtle boy hat. How's that? We'll have a bet. Day one it. starter. Day and one if it's, starter. Um, and if it's uh Jared Stidham Cullinane wins. Okay. okay. We'll declare Cullinane the winner. But it's just, there's going to be more videos. You can't hide, you know? You, I mean, it's not like you can, as much as Belichick will try to hide and try to obfuscate and, and, and avoid the issue, there's a whole bunch of reporters, and they're literally chronicling his every throw. And that, again, that what we just saw was the easiest pass a quarterback in the NFL can throw, right? A 12. It's also selected footage, Jerry. I mean, you, did you see the whole game? I mean, how many passes did he throw? Yeah, how many, no, it? I think the reporters did. Tell me this. How many? How close do you think Brady would have been or Aaron Rodgers would have been uh, on those throws? Do you think he would have caught some, you know, <laughs> put it on the, on, on the hands or on the body of the receiver? He was missing by, you know, 12 feet. Uh, it's going to be uncomfortable, but anyway. I mean, it was raining cats and dogs outside. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was tough. Yeah, I could tell. I'm a turtle boy. I'll make up excuses for Kane. I could tell the kid from Alabama was really struggling with those. Uh, but those names. weren't even nice passes either. Those were just, there was a lot of air. T- like, come on. Those weren't nice passes from <laughs> Mac Jones. What, you think those were good passes from Mac Jones? I, those I good think videos? those were completions. Yes, I, I saw them. Oh. Uh, yeah, I saw the numbers. Those were in, in the NFL. There will be you another. Think, team, there will be another team on the other side of the ball. They will try to stop that from happening, and it will be this, 
In this day and age, the number 15 pick in the draft does not sit. Does not sit. And if he does sit, he does not sit for long. What are you talking about? Jordan, what number of pick was Jordan Love last year? Oh, jeez. Jordan Love, let's see. Jordan Love was backing up some guy named Aaron Rodgers. Right. Mac Jones would back up Cam Newton. Little difference, Turtle Boy. Little difference. Baker Mayfield didn't start, Jerry, in his first season in, in, in with the Cleveland Browns because Tyrod Taylor was there. You know what? Number Turtle, one pick. He should have. He should have. All right. He should have. This idea that a kid coming out of Alabama who has, you know, played the biggest games. He's played in games that were bigger than, you know, some than the, the Patriots Jets games. Played in huge games, bowl games, and been great. He's as oh, NFL bowl NFL. games. Oh, yeah. Go, go yes, ahead. Bowl games. Yeah. Can't play in, play in the Super Bowl game, but go ahead. Alabama against Clemson is a bigger game than Patriots Jets in September. I'm sorry. It is. But whatever. I think we all know, even you know, Mac Jones. Plus, don't you want Mac Jones? Mac Jones to start. You're a Patriots fan. Don't you want this kid? No, I kind of like, I think the Patriots are better off with Cam starting. And then uh, the moment, because whenever the momentum, remember when Baker Mayfield came in, I, I couldn't, be getting, they, here, I couldn't be getting out of here at better timing. That is one of the most wild statements I've ever heard. No, here's, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. It's always, it's always better when the guy takes over and then he catches fire and he becomes like the Jeremy Lin of that year. He becomes the phenom that everybody's <laughs> He's going to take over. It's, an, it's just going to be in August. All I'll right. give credit. credit. He always has the right reasons to back up no. his insanity. I have, yeah. a, I have a plan. There's a yeah. plan here. Okay, look, but look at him. He's sitting there looking like he's you know making a real serious point. I'm deep in thought. Yeah. I'm he's, deep in thought. He's, he just compared Mac Jones to Jeremy Lin. I'm sorry. Mac Jones is going to start day one and it's everyone's going to be happy because Cam doesn't have – you saw last season. You want the guy who was throwing at the guy's receiver's ankles? Wait, wait, yeah, it's all about momentum. They're going to start off two and two. Cam's going to suck, and they're going to be like, time to bring in the kid. The kid's going to come in. He's going to win like five in a row. It's going to be the talk of the town, the new Brady, blah, blah, blah. And he wouldn't have that momentum if he started in the beginning. So that's the plan, Jerry. Just be mediocre at first. Mm -hmm. What if it's uh, what if it's one and three? You know, I think there's going to be a real sense that the division is winnable, even though uh, the other teams have improved so much, and uh, you get some real quarterbacks in the division. Uh, I mean, we'll see how uh, uh, what's his name does in uh, in uh, New York, uh, but uh, you know, you know, the Patriots aren't favored. The Bills obviously are favored. Miami's probably they're probably expected to finish third. But they'll yeah, be a slight, slight favorite over Miami and Vegas right now. Slight favorite. Are they, are they, yeah, you, I sh you should have checked with you. But anyway, that's just uh, my observation. You got to see the video. It's, you're going to see many more videos like this of him <laughs> wobbling it, missing. There's no defense. There's no pass rush. Look at that duck. You're like, come on. I can throw that pass right there. on the hands. <laughs> okay, that's not good. I, I, yeah. you know, this, I, that, that isn't. Close to the most uncomfortable video you will watch today. Not even close. And I want to come up with things. I think that the the pause, the pause in the middle of this answer, and if you haven't heard it, we're going to play it. Joe Biden has asked about Vladimir Putin, and they're going to meet tomorrow. That is going to be really uncomfortable, but everything Biden does is uncomfortable and cringy. And yesterday, it, it you can you can feel the tension when there's an actual question and an actual moment when he has to answer he can't check his notes he can't read the teleprompter they can't have you know Yamichi or or Maggie Heberman asking a pre-planned question 
when there's a real question from a real reporter and the president is forced to put his thoughts together, it's just so, it's just like watching, you know, like I said, watching, um, how old is your daughter, Turtle Boy? Six? Six, six. Six. She's the last day of kindergarten. She can't ride a bike yet, right? She, oh, she can't. She can't ride a bike. What planet? What are you, you talking about? Six you years old. She can get a shot at my by six years old. Shot at my parenting skills, Jerry. I mean, she I mean, can a talk to. She can count. So she can the first, read. the first time you take the train, she's wobbling down the street, and there's Turtle Boy chasing her. That's what it feels like. Is she going to stay up when Biden has to answer a question? It's like watching right, oh, a five-year-old on a bike with the tur- with the um, training wheels lifted up or taken off. Right, they're they're gone from her bike. Your daughter's bike has no training wheels. It has no training wheels. That's correct. So, so do you still get nervous when she's cranking down the street with no help? Not at all. No oh, good. Good. Well, then she's much more. <laughs> and she knows, unlike Joe Biden, she knows that she can just kind of do whatever she wants. She doesn't wait for my approval for everything. <laughs> I have to see if he'll let me do this. No, no. no I'll, you know, I'll be in trouble if I ride my own. <laughs> can they just do that for me? And I, honestly, I'm not rooting for him. I know you're not rooting for him. I mean, we don't like this guy, this this, this whole thing. Uh, but can he stop saying he's going to get in trouble if he st- if he answers questions or if he? Like you said on your show yesterday, Jerry, just about it's freaking weird with the wife thing. Come on, Joe. This is the most powerful guy in the world, being dragged around like in a sitcom by his wife. Like, come on, dear, let's go, dear. We're late. Oh, there's Joe again. He's talking. Come on, Joe. It's just this is supposed Good. to be the most powerful person in the world being emasculated in front of us every day by his wife. Turtle boy, have you ever? spend any time in nursing homes or assisted living facilities that's what most couples and some are sometimes the, there's one person who's a, a patient or a, a resident of the nursing home the other spouse is visiting and when they do that's what you see they go out in this in, outside and there'll be like benches and little part and one person will lead the other person around and then they'll go in to eat in the cafeteria and one person leads the other person around because the other person is cognitively uh limited so you have a lot of that that looks very familiar to those of us who have spent times in these elderly care facilities and if it were just again if it was just a guy a neighbor someone who lives down the street you'd feel bad <laughs> and if it were if it were you know, a mayor or a, or a town councilman or selectman you'd feel worse it's the president, and I can't go over this again. I did it yesterday for an hour, but it's so uncomfortable when we have a completely compromised, mentally, cognitively compromised man in the toughest job in the world. And we are seeing it now uh, on stage. The, 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 his controllers, his handlers are going to try their best. They're going to do their best. They're not going to do a joint pe- press conference with Putin because that would be a real risk and that would be a real embarrassment. But he's going to do his own press conference, just like he did yesterday. And um, and he took the mask off, which is isn't wonderful to see. Fully vaccinated people wearing masks. They're all vaccinated and they're wearing masks and touching elbows. These are supposed to be people setting an example, saying, look what happens if you get vaccinated. You can live your life. You can what would, what would Trump do? Would he he wouldn't do the elbow, obviously. So would he just not acknowledge them at all. What would Trump do in this situation if he was president? I don't know. He doesn't. He never liked shaking hands because of germs. He was a germaphobe. So maybe he would. 
I don't know, fist bump or something, but he certainly wouldn't wear a mask while fully vaccinated in front of the world. But it is, it is notable, it is striking when the situation gets away from Ron Klain or Susan Rice or Jen Psaki, and they don't have control for, and it's only a brief moment. I mean, he's there for, you know, whatever, four or five days, and there's only these brief glimpses, you know, 30 seconds here, 45 seconds there, where the moment kind of gets away from them, you know, and he has to answer a question or he has to walk from one table at lunch to another <laughs> and he wanders yesterday was the worst and what, what we're going to do there's a pause in the middle of this answer and i know you, you you need to refresh your coffee you need to go put your daughter on the bus you can because this is the longest most uncomfortable pause i think i've ever heard from a public official certainly from a president listen to this reporter ask joe biden about putin vladimir is his worthy adversary. He's gone from calling him a killer when, you know, Putin to calling him a worthy adversary. That's what he said when he was running for office. Right, 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 right. But here is, I, who, do we know who the reporter is, Turtle, uh, Dave? Oh, that was the CNN dude, right? Oh, I'm oh, right. on his name. Um, it's not Acosta, but it's that other dorky one. Definitely wasn't Yamich. <laughs> no, it wasn't Yamich. I'm like, dude with glasses, but yeah. Wait, I, I think it's a question even CNN knew had to be asked, and I'm sure they felt awful putting their, their guy in this uncomfortable position. But I want to play the question and the answer, and you tell me if you've ever heard or seen a more uncomfortable moment with a president of the United States. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? And I'll continue the trend if you don't mind of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> answer the first question <laughs> i'm laughing too they actually i well look i mean he has made clear that uh uh the answer is i believe he is in the past essentially acknowledged that he was uh there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a I, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have. I think that pause was like eight seconds. That pause, that was enough time for uh, you know Usain Bolt to run the, the 100 meter. That's how much how long he paused. He can't, he couldn't say it again. He's a killer, you know, in advance of this meeting, but he didn't know what to say, which is amazing because you know the question's coming, you know the world is watching, and you can't practice, you can't just recite some, some bland answer uh, and, and avoid, you know, stepping in it. It's it just, he's so unprepared. I don't even know if it's unprepared. It's just, Unfit. Do you, think that, do you think that he believes that the press isn't going to go there whatsoever with him and he just assumes that he doesn't have to prepare for it? Well, I mean, I always say Democrats on in these situations are in a, at, at a disadvantage because they're so unaccustomed to actual questions because the media is so in the tank. I mean, if that's Trump or even you know Bush 
or whatever, uh, you know, Romney, you know what's coming. You know they're they are your your adversaries. They are rooting against you. They are lit. They are their whole goal. Their whole job is to embarrass you, to make put you on the spot. If you're a Democrat, you just get comfortable living with these these uh, slobbering you know acolytes around you, pretending to be media people. The best example of all, and Biden's a pretty good example, but the best example of all is Kamala Harris. She is so conditioned to the media just sucking her toes. She didn't even expect Lester Holt to ask that question about going to the border, which is the most obvious. obvious. And she was like in shock going, I don't understand your question. What? Of course you understand the question. I don't know. Or whatever she said. <laughs> and, then, and then laugh uncontrollably. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording, what would it be like now if there were an actual vice president? Forget the president. Just pretend he's still the the struggling uh, old Ghana guy, confused guy that he is. If the vice president were someone formidable, someone qualified, what it would people would not be nearly as panicked. They'd say, "Yeah, he's going to retire. Or he's going to move on." It, after another year or so, we're gonna say he's got an issue, you know, he's not feeling he's got he's got some, you know, condition, and they're gonna say she 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 ascends to the office, but no one wants to see that, even though they know Biden's especially them. They re- I, I don't I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind I mean, bring her in at this point. This is painful to watch as an American having like this man, I mean, this is a joke. We look like the biggest joke in the freaking world right now with this guy out there. And at least, and the only reason they keep him on, the only reason he was the candidate in the first place, Jerry, is because he would appeal to moderates. He, he's he's Joe. He's Delaware Joe. He's likable and this and that. She's not. She's not. She The second she comes in, their poll numbers tank, and they hand us the White House. So bring it on. And, and um, he could have selected someone else, but obviously it had to be a woman, it had to be a, a woman of color. And people forget, I've said this before, that she didn't, she was so unpopular among Democrat voters. And the Demo- in the primaries, you know, everyone taxed to the left. And she's a radical California leftist. But she was so unpopular, she didn't even make it to the primaries. She never was, she didn't even make it to California or New Hampshire or Iowa for that matter. She was polling behind Liz Warren, behind Andrew Yang in, in before the primaries, and she failed as you know because she knew it was hopeless. And then she gets selected and just falls up, and she will be president. That is our 47th president. And I wonder, and you're right, because Democrats don't want it, they want him to hang in there. He was selected because he appears to be safe. You know, I think moderate's a strong word, but he appears to be safe. You know, he's old, he's familiar, he's Joe. And then when he takes office and you get all these radical you know, policies and you get whatever I'm talking about, transgender this and, you know, uh, uh, you know, green, new green deal this, you say, wait a second, you're supposed to be the moderate. You're not supposed to be AOC. But he's indistinguishable from the real radicals, and 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 you can see because he's on the same page as she is, and she's a complete lunatic lefty. But they're on the same page, and we got three and a half, only three and a half more years. Three and a half more years. He's they they expect us to believe he's going to be in the White House at eighty-one years old, 82? 82. 82. He would be running for re-election at eighty-two, Jerry. 
Uh, well. You'll be until 86 if you want again. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing if you're, you know, if you're sharp, some people are still sharp at that age. And some people aren't. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The guy we see in Brussels today, he ain't sharp. And the whole country is going to hold their breath tomorrow when he sits down with Putin. And they'll do, I mean, Putin set, has already set this up. He's talking about the, the U.S. government murdered Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> he's got material, man. And he's, you know, he's, you know, Biden was right. He's a killer. He's a kill, literally a killer, and he's also going to go in for the kill when they have this meeting with with Biden. He's going to take advantage. All he's going to say is like, "Look at your country. Your country. You admitted yourself. You're the you're flying right. Black Lives Matter flags everywhere. Why are you doing that? We don't have problems like that in Russia. You do in America. Maybe you should get your own shit together and stop being such a racist country before you cast judgment on us. That's what I would say if I was Putin, because we are our own worst enemy. We, when you present yourselves to the world as this problematic country with social issues and, and you're a bunch of racists and you're out of control and you have white nationalists are your biggest problem. How does that look to the world? Does that present weakness or strength? It's such a good point. When you think about, he's already mentioned Ashley Babbitt. That means he knows all about, you know, George Floyd. He knows all about us flying Black Lives Matter flags at the embassy. Flying, consider that. Consider what we're doing. And I know you have blogged about this, but, and, and, we're, and, and I heard, who was it? Mark Levin saying it's like flying a swastika. That's a little strong. And we'll get to Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's strong. a little strong. <laughs> I'm, I don't agree with that. But it might as well, you know, it's close to a hammer and sickle, isn't it? I mean, it's very close. Are Marxists. we know it. And I'll give the founders, the three women who founded it, credit. They don't, even when one of them is snapping up mansions left and right, they don't claim to be capitalist. So did, so did Lenin. Like, that, like that's the beauty. They, these, these are racial Marxists. The whole thing with Marxism, it's the working class, the oppressors, Versus the oppressed. There's two categories. Right. Black Lives Matter, it's the same thing, except it's race. White people are the oppressors. Black people are the oppressed. It's the, the same thing. <laughs> right. And and that would be that will be wild if he starts talking about that. Putin starts talking about Black Lives Matter. Take His line yesterday was, don't blame the mirror if you're ugly, which is a pretty good line. I mean, I don't know if something was... Uh, added in translation, but that sounds like a Trump line, or you know that that doesn't. You know, Biden probably doesn't even understand what that means, and and Putin is ready to go in and nail him with Black Lives Matter, maybe uh, with you know Ashley Babbitt with January sixth, with you know insurrections in your own country, and it's language that he's taking from from Biden's own people and turning it on him. It's going to be wild. I wish they did a joint press conference because that would be great theater, even though they would need translators. But what well, I mean, you're elevating, you're elevating Putin, you're elevating Russia, aren't you? I mean, they're not, they're, their GMP is smaller than uh, Italy. You know, it, it, it's like, it's like the size of California and we're elevating him to an equal of, uh, of Biden, not an equal, a superior to Biden because Biden will be struggling and, and Putin will not, but it's going to be interesting We'll be watching. It's it's better than, you know, watching watching uh, Cam Newton versus uh, Mac Jones. It's more uh, more competitive. Uh, oh. But, but uh, you you made a good point, and you you had a great blog. I mentioned it yesterday, even though I was going to wait for you, but it was good stuff. So I mentioned. I give you permission 
to discuss. So the, go ahead. the widow Jenny Familia. I want to get to this oh. briefly because you wrote about it, and 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 I want to salute her. She's the widow of Manny Familia. If you're not aware of this, Manny Familia was the hero cop in Worcester who jumped in the pond, tried tried to save a 14 year old kid. Uh, he did not. The kid drowned. Manny drowned. It was tragic. It was awful. And I often think exactly what the widow, Jenny Familia, thought was which one of these scummy politicians is going to try to take advantage of the situation. And she cut him off at the pass. She didn't. She disinvited uh, BLM supporters. In other words, cop haters from using the opportunity, using her husband's death for political purposes and she literally named names correct she said you yeah you are- and so those three that she named uh like around here especially soraya rivera has been infamously anti-police since the inception of black lives matter in 2014 any worcester police officer who goes home to his family probably rants about soraya rivera on a daily basis like look what she's doing now look what she's doing to us and so i think that this woman she's hispanic obviously the families are hispanic and i think that she just assumed that like she showed up on the day he died at the the mother's house and was basically like, Oh, well we're kinfolk here. We're both Hispanic. And, and after that, Jenny Familia is like never again. And she made it clear. I do not want her there. And I don't want these other two there because they have been pushing for defunding the police in Worcester or things like it. Then they never call it defund. They just, you know, reallocate and, and stuff like that. And right. re- reimagine like, you know, the buzzwords that they used to, to avoid saying defund. But, but uh, and, and she did. It was it was heroic what she did. More cops wives need ab- to do that. Absolutely. And to me, and you've said it and I've said it is why do we, you know, why do we look for nuance here? Black Lives Matter wants to defund the police, period. Abolish. You know, they, abolish. They, right. They want to abolish the police, period. Black Lives Matter. They had and it was on video in New York. They had the march where they said, uh. What do we want? Dead cops. Oh, when that was, yeah. Now. That was Minneapolis. You know, I think it was New York. Um, it it might have been both. It might have been both. And they also have the... Uh, it's a popular chant. Fry them <laughs> like bacon. So there's no gray area here. Black Lives Matter hates cops. And again, I respect the the honesty, I should say, of the uh, of the founders. They're Marxists who hate cops and hate capitalism. Period. So if you're flying that flag at your embassies, what message does that send? We support. I mean, it's. I guess it's brilliant marketing on their their part to get, you know, a capital, a country, you know, the the beacon of of free markets and capitalism to get that country to fly your flag when you are literally saying you're against capitalism. It's bizarre. It's incredible. I mean, I think it's weakness is what it is. There are people exactly- who aren't as strong as Jenny. Jenny Familia. This happened during the civil rights movement, Jerry. This is what the Soviets used against us during the Cold War era is they said, okay, if America's so great, then why are you having black people getting beat up on the freedom rides and black people getting beat up on the citizens? And there was legitimate criticism. It was a real weakness. And it's one of the reasons we pushed for civil rights because it looked bad to the communists. Now it's like we're just making up oppression and looking bad for no reason whatsoever. Well, think of this, Turtle, but it's only been, as Joe Biden says, I'll do my imitation again, 120 days. Give me time. Give me a break. 
Isn't it been 150? Right. <laughs> he didn't even get that right. He did, <laughs> right. He did not even get that right when he said 120 days. Give me a break. What does that mean? Because <laughs> who cares how many days it's been? No, but he'll, it sit there, he'll sit there and say, you know, we turned the economy around. Everything's great in 120 days. But when you ask, you know, why haven't you done X in 120 days, whatever, just, you know, close the border. He says, it's only 120 days. And by the way, he broke one of the, you know, cardinal rules that you don't, when you cross into another country, you don't uh, talk about your political foes here in America. You know, the, the politics ends at the oceans, uh, at the, whatever the, the oceans end, where the ocean begins, or whatever the hell the term is that they always said. He was in his press conference ripping Trump yesterday. I mean, the guy is just a mess. Anyway, Putin's going to use it. China used it in Alaska when they had that, that uh, summit with Blinken and the woman with purple hair. China started berating and saying, take care of your own house. You have, you know, you are, you know, killing black people in the street. That's what BLM said. And now, now Russia's going to use it against us. It's amazing that, you know, they turn around and use the own, you know, the Democrats' own message of America bad, America racist. They flip it around and use it on us. And what can you say if you're, if you're Biden? Hell, you've been saying that for for years that America's an awful racist country. And, and look at you're flying a flag of a group that says America is. Like, do other, do other Western countries do this? Is there like a movement in France that says like France kind of sucks? <laughs> is there a movement of liberals in like England that like, you know, we kind of suck. Yeah. I think uh, Trinidad and Tobago is big on, you know, self-flagellation. They, they tell the world how, how awful because they, are. they are taking like the Euro <laughs> cup is going on right now. And the Western European countries are all taking a knee before the game. And, and the Eastern, Eastern European countries are not at all because they've lived through actual oppression. And so, but like when they're taking a knee, they're not taking a knee against the British police or the French police. They're taking a knee against the American police, right? Right, right. It's it's a good point. And uh, they get booed in the Eastern European crowds. And then everyone says, oh, it's awful. They're just protesting, you know, uh, whatever, police brutality. But they don't ever tell you. They're just taking a knee. It's all, uh, you know, performative. Look at me, virtual signaling. They don't sit there and say, I'm doing it for X. It's such a culture clash because Eastern Europe, I mean, this is still post-communism. Those countries are still rebuilding. Their economies kind of suck. They have a lot of villages without running water in some of these countries that you've never heard of before. And they're going up against wealthy, wealthy Western countries out of everything in the world. And so these players from freaking Serbia and Macedonia who grew up with NATO dropping bombs on their head are playing against some guy from France who's taking a knee because he's oppressed. It's like, it's a joke. Ireland. Well, it makes it easy for me. Me, not that I care about the what is it called the Euro Cup? Yes. Yep. I uh, I root against whoever takes a knee. I root against them. Okay. You know, it's just like rooting against you know LeBron. Well, those those are the best teams though. <laughs> Western care. Europe has the good teams. So uh, I don't care. I don't care. Is that what generally happens? The Western teams beat the Eastern Europeans. Well, yeah, France, England, Italy. Those are generally the better teams. Portugal. I, I, I don't follow that. Oh, no, you don't follow. You don't. You don't remember the Polish World Cup championship. You don't remember that, Jerry? No. Oh, oh, it was a good one when Bulgaria won it all. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. I'm not. I'm not rooting for Putin. I'm. I'm rooting for Biden, and uh, he is a big, big underdog. I don't know what the Vegas odds are. Turtle boy, you're always checking. 
the Vegas odds, but I am. I'm going to guess it's you know Biden plus 6,500. What would you to, think to be to be the president? No, to win the day tomorrow to win the day to be the alpha in the room in Switzerland uh, to be the alpha to people to say not not CNN but actual you know objective people say that he had a good day he got the better of his worthy adversary. Yeah, I don't know how you measure that exactly, but uh, the Vegas lines and that would be slim to none. You you but, make it up. That's all. You just make yeah. it. I don't know how you get paid. You know, if you bet on Putin, but he's gonna. He's going to get the better of his uh, cognitively challenged um, um, adversary. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, Teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800 696 SHEA. That's 800 696 S H E A. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24 7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Anyway, a couple of things we got to get to uh, with you, Turtle Boy. I know you saw this. This was an amazing moment on live TV. I think it's uh, Houston, correct, Kellenane? They're in Houston, and and the and I'll set it up. I'll set it up as best I can. This is a reporter, just an average street reporter, uh, for a local Fox channel. It'd be like in Boston, it'd be Fox Twenty Five or whatever. The local Fox channels doing the news. The story of the day, and I'm sure this is the story of the day, like half the year in Houston, is about the heat and the pressure on the guys who have to fit. Talk about a boring story. The heat in Houston in June. And this reporter, this average you know, reporter, has to do a story on guys who have to fix air conditioners you know, and keep up with the demand during a heat wave. And the, so they anchor in the news in the studio throws it to the reporter. She's ready. She's even has a, has a, a air conditioning repair guy, a HVAC guy behind her working on a unit. Butt crack like, out behind her. Butt crack. Looking away. When, you, when you first saw it, didn't you think it was going to be something like that where he would moon the camera or he'd do something, he'd pull it out and start, you know, uh, giving himself a grab on camera. It looks like that kind of moment, but she does a report with him in the back and she pivots beautifully to pressure that she's under from fox to say certain things or not say certain things and she doesn't leave it there she says she has secret recordings and she's feeding them giving them to project veritas that james o'keefe's uh sleuthy undercover uh group and we get to hear them today we don't know what they are 
She set it up beautifully. She teased it beautifully, and I assume that was her last day on the job. But watch the way she goes from dropping this unbelievable bombshell to back to the heat wave and, and the HVAC guy. It's amazing. Outages across the region. Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being too subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow, so tune into them. But as for this heat wave across Texas, you can see what it's doing to AC units. This one broken down as we. <laughs> that is. Oh my God! You know how nervous are you going into that? If you're her, by the way, I was thinking the same thing. You know, her heart, her heart's racing. She's got her big moment. She's not going to be. This is her last report, right? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, she's definitely and, she's gone. And I, I've been looking for it this morning to see if they officially fired her. I haven't seen it. Um, you can't find Project Veritas because they get banned because they do great work, undercover work. They've been banned by Facebook and by. Uh, by Twitter, I believe not, not just Project Ver Veritas, but also James O'Keefe is banned everywhere. Like, so it's the he's and, dead, like, totally just because just because he embarrasses Democrats, you know, Jack Dorsey, this you know, this champion of free speech, has banned him for life. I believe for life. So you got to go to their website or you know wherever somewhere else. You got to go to Parler to find it. I'm just going to assume and and why don't you Google that for me? See if she's already been fired. But she knows. That's her last report for Fox 26 and probably her last report for anybody because she's going to have a tough time getting a job, except maybe with James O'Keefe. And she does this thing where she pivots, starts with the report, then then says she's got these secret recordings, then goes back to the heat wave and then sends it back to the studio. It's an amazing job. And I'm with you. I, I'm not sure I could have done that without choking, without, you know, you know, losing my train of thought because it is such a big moment and you know it's going to go viral and we don't know what we're going to get as you asked earlier like what kind of bombshell can you get from a local fox reporter in houston no well that's one but two also like she did first she put over project veritas like she makes them seem like the most professional organization in the history you know what I mean? like she did it in a very eloquent way it, this has his hands all over it because he's probably saying I don't really have a social media voice anywhere. So I need to do something that's going to be viral enough to get people to come to consume what you're about to give me. So you need but to she, go on television she, and fucking bludgeon your career. I mean, right? I television. It has to be some kind of director from New York. I mean, who cares if it's a Houston thing? If somebody, if the program director or whatever, the you know, vice president in Houston says, we don't want you to cover that, whatever, that Democrat politician that Democrat, you know, city councilman, lay off them. It's a friend of mine. It's a who can I mean, that that'd be a mini scandal in Houston, but we don't care around the country. Project Veritas generally deals with the big issues, national issues. It, it doesn't have to be like a director from New York, director from the home office saying do something. I always felt like I always felt like the home office beat down people in positions of power locally, so much so on just like overreaching issues, right? Whether it be defunding the police or stuff like that, like they beat them down 
uh, in memos or whatever, where that these people on the local level now feel like they need to project themselves onto employees. So I almost feel like it's more of a local issue, just in the sense of the local person thinks he's doing the job that corporate would want him what, to do. So what are, what are we expecting? Uh, this Project Veritas generally l- releases this stuff like prime time, like six o'clock, five, six o'clock, right? Yep. So I don't know what, I was trying to think of what it could be. Um, I mean, the only thing Project Veritas has been in the news for, right, is election fraud, right, to some extent. So well, like, we have point. news. Is, is this going back a few months, obviously, and they're they're going back to it now? I don't know, because I can't think of what Project Veritas would see on a local level that would make it worth their while. It's, um, you know, she says Fox Corp. Now, that means national to me. So, uh, and I'm, I'm Googling it and all the, you know, Daily Beast and Yahoo, they're excited about this because it is embarrassing to fox and maybe to the murdochs maybe it goes maybe there's something to do with fox news national something to do with hannity or tucker or something like that uh but i ivory hecker is her name and i don't know if she's got another job lined up but that took some balls because i mean that's you'll never forget the way she signed off and i assume they just unplugged her and took her mic and took her you know uh, said, I don't think they had to. I think she handed it in. I can't see anywhere, whether it be Twitter out there, that she was fired. So I don't think they've released that s- a statement. And she doesn't seem to be, have too much of a social media presence herself, unfortunately. So I'll pop into her Instagram and see, because uh, I might actually they, find some other pictures there that I like, to be honest. They have a, uh, they have a whole thing on her. The, um, uh, who is this? Newsweek is a whole story about who is uh, Ashley, um, what is her name? Ivory, Ivory Hecker. And it says she has uh, she has Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is no surprise. One hundred thirty thousand combined followers. Um, she's been there since uh, for four years. I don't know, but I'll be curious. And you know what? I should probably uh, not get my hopes up. I should probably just expect it to be some someone whatever told her what to do, and she didn't like it. But we'll see. I don't remember ever seeing someone just light themselves on fire like that on live TV. And by the way, not and doing it perfectly calmly. She yep. was, she, you know, her. She hasn't, tweet, she hasn't tweeted in three days. So, oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's keeping a lid on this. Maybe she's building momentum until tonight. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe they're trying to negotiate with her. Maybe they're threatening her with lawsuits and she's going to uh, be reluctant to give Project Veritas what she has. But, but we'll see. That was great. I wish, uh, I wish more reporters would do that. You know, maybe uh, you could get some uh, liberal reporters to say, Here's what they told me. I couldn't ask Joe Biden, except that wouldn't be a big scoop. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Um, there's a couple other things uh, that, uh, that yesterday was a big day. You know, we didn't even talk about yesterday, Cullinane. We never talked about Jeffrey Tubin coming back know. to CNN. Jeffrey Tubin, by the way, who got fired like that by the New Yorker, the New Yorker, which is as far left as any modern media outlet, dumped his ass. His, I mean, and CNN brings him back, which I found amazing. Not that CNN, I mean, CNN, here's the set standard CNN has. You have you have Chris Cuomo, who, uh, as we know, coordinated with his brother to help him cover up a scandal that led to the death of at least 15,000 New York City citizens. Not a big deal, just 15,000 dead. He was part of the inner circle helping his brother cover it up, lie about it. He also helped his brother uh, manage his way through the sexual harassment scandal and reportedly wanted his brother, Andrew, that piece of garbage, to accuse the women 
uh, uh, lying, of calling women who he harassed, most of whom were like, you know, college age, of saying this man 40 years older than they are, uh, who is, he wanted them to say that, that they were lying, the women were lying. We know that now. No, no punishment for Chris Cuomo, no suspension, just um, keeps doing his show. He just can't cover his brother. Don Lemon's accused of, I believe, putting his hand down the pants of a bartender on Long Island. You don't, you don't hear a lot about that, but he's accused of something pretty tawdry. Um, uh, Jeffrey Tubin pulled out little Jeffrey, little Tubin, and was, was pleasuring himself on a Zoom call and was supposed to pretend he thought the camera was off. I think he knew it was on and thought it was kind of exciting and dangerous. And then he pretended he thought it was off because he's a pervert. He's a sicko. He's the one that knocked up his coworker, Jeffrey Greenfield's daughter, and then demanded she get an abortion. And she didn't. And then he said it wasn't going to pay for the kid. He's a total dirtbag. I think he's a kinky dirtbag. And he did this on purpose. That guy is back. Chris Cuomo doesn't miss a day. Don Lemon doesn't miss a day. Rick Santorum said American culture did not adopt much of anything from Native American Indian culture. That's it. He stated a fact, and he got fired. That's what the, that's your standards at CNN. Rick Santorum gets fired for speaking the truth about American history uh, at, in a speech. He's gone. Jeffrey Tubin pulls out his, his, his wiener and starts playing with it in front of coworkers. He's back. Well, is it, is it because he didn't go against the talking points of the network? Like this wasn't this wasn't an issue where he said the wrong thing, where he went against the agenda. <laughs> he just did the wrong thing that anybody in their right mind would be fired for in a normal setting. But when you think about it, here's the problem they have is you'll never be able to look at Jeffrey Tubin again, do a report without thinking that maybe he's not wearing pants right now. Maybe his pants around his ankles as he's doing a report about some Supreme Court decision. He's been compromised. He's a joke to everybody, but they don't care because he is a good Trump-hating lefty joke. So they don't care. But, you know, good. I want him back. Anything well, to like, but, but isn't there more to this? Like, if you're an employee of CNN and, and you just witnessed somebody masturbating on a Zoom, like, don't you have some kind of like, I don't know. Uh, do you have any legal standing to say something <laughs> about the climate in the workplace? That's a good point. I mean, you know, it is, it, uh, it, I, I don't, by any definition, it's sexual harassment. It's certainly... And, and the women, I, I'm not sure they were all that sympathetic. I think they think he's a pervert. I think he think he's a creep. And now they're going to have to be back on Zoom calls or worse. I feel like I, mean, I don't think women are turned on by men doing it the way men can be no, turned on by women doing you, it. You are, you are 100% right. There's nothing attractive about watching someone do that. That's why every most guys' worst nightmare is somebody seeing them, seeing the neighbor looking in the window and catching them. That's a nightmare because it's not really flattering and this guy's such a sicko that he thinks these women might get i don't know turned on or he thinks the danger of it all might make it all worthwhile i don't know can you get get the question when he came back and yep. she asked she asked and said uh, you know i have to ask this what were you thinking and what, what were you doing why you know why'd you do that so they did ask not everybody not most of the cnn anchors or personalities avoided it but when he came back and his report she did ask what were you doing with your, you know, with your member in your hand, you weirdo? Um, to quote Jay Leno, 
What the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. But, I mean, that, that, is, part of, that, that is part of the story. Um, and, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly confess. Oh, we could go on and on. I could watch that all day. Oh, what a tough no. months you've had. Not only is he a creep, he's a liar. I really believe that he did this and then pretended, oh, I didn't know what was on because he's so creepy and so such a freaking deviant, such a degenerate that he either thought he got a kick out of shocking the women or he thought maybe they like this because I, I have a really nice penis. Oh, That's it is all about the thrill for this guy. Yes. There is not, I have been on a lot of Zoom calls during this <laughs> pandemic. There is not one bit of me that ever thought about doing anything remotely close. Even well, even a weirdo, even a weirdo like you knows that there's nothing attractive about this. What kind of sick oh. bastard do you have to be to think that some woman's gonna find that? I mean, he's a 60-year-old. You know, frumpy old man, and he's. What's the logic between, but by defending this man, like uh, I think I saw who was it, a headline, Anna Navarro, right? She's a CNN analyst. She's on the View. She's like, oh, why are we defending him? That's just a common. I don't give a crap about like you know people make mistakes and come back. That's like a common. That's a workplace fucking nightmare that anybody in there. I mean, I, I honestly God, I accidentally lied to Alan Dershowitz. The intent was not there, <laughs> and I was shit canned, and I was a nobody. Who is this guy? But but you just saw him on camera on on the set of CNN. You are you telling me that anyone will ever look at him again and think about what he's talking? Think about the content of his you know analysis. Like, oh, he's talking about some Supreme Court decision. Oh, let me hear that'll be interesting. All you're thinking about is what he did, what he got caught doing. There's some things you can't come back from. I mean, what yeah, does he like, have? Like, like Monica Lewinsky. Have? Monica Lewinsky was a victim. She was, you know, young women, uh, in, you know, an intern. She was used and discarded by that d degenerate president. She never recovered, never, because people couldn't look at her, couldn't see her, couldn't hear her without thinking of her, you know, what she was forced to do by the president. Some people are such, you know, such pigs that they can't come back from their transgressions. That would be Jeffrey Tubin. There's no coming back from this. Uh, and, you know, and that's fine with me. CNN's a joke. And when they put them on there, I'll laugh and I'll, and so will everybody else. But there's how easy would, would it have been just to cut ties? I mean, isn't this it, why it, Newsmax, Newsmax exists? Like degenerates go to Newsmax after they screw up. Like that's what's, well, what are you saying? Are you accusing me? Of Jerry Callahan go to Newsmax. I don't know. I mean, there's no reason why he should be on air and just or just employed in general. He could be in the back office. I don't give a shit. He shouldn't be employed by the company that just caught him masturbating to other employees of the company. So what does he have on the company that is? I think he just hates him? Trump. And, you know, he hates Trump, and he always has, and he hates you know conservatives. I'm sure he hates whatever Mitch McConnell, Matt Gates, and and he likes Biden. So that's all that matters to CNN, I guess. I mean. You can't tell me that, you know, Georgetown Law School doesn't have like a dozen professors who could do the same job or, you know, George Washington where we're. Uh, yeah, he's very replaceable. Very replaceable. 
just get some other, you know, some other, you know, lefty professor of law to come in there and say, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a god, and you know, Clarence Thomas is a, is is evil. I mean, that's how hard is that? But whatever, I'm gonna enjoy it. He's a clown. Their clown show. Um, a couple other things before we wrap this up today. Um, uh, did you hear um, Chuck Schumer use? Let me get to see if I have this straight. An outmoded term. Outmoded term. Now, what Chuck Schumer said, I don't think is is that egregious. It's not like he's t Hunter Biden using the N word. He, Chuck Schumer, but Chuck Schumer would if if Donald Trump use the same outmoded term Chuck Schumer would be the first one demanding you know his head on a platter I mean he would whether it was you know some small-time you know politician or a TV person or you know, Sean Hannity did it or Tucker Carlson Chuck Schumer would be going nuts he said the term mentally retarded which is obviously not acceptable anymore and he said it so matter-of-factly and it's an outmoded term. The people, you know, there are people who really don't like that. And I understand why. And I don't know if he apologized yet. He hadn't apologized last I checked. But it is hilarious the way the media covers it, CNN and others. Instead of saying it's a slur or a uh, offensive term, they said outmoded, just outmoded. You know what else is outmoded? Every single slur. I mean, they start at some point in history where they're not acceptable, but they're widely used and they become outmoded and you can't do that anymore. Thus the term outmoded. But if you're a good Democrat like Chuck Schumer, the media says, well, it's just an outmoded term. He'll get it right the next time and you get a pass. But it is like, like my idea for um, Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. spends a lot of time railing about the double standard and the way Hunter Biden's treated. Hunter Biden, by the way, the, the latest scandal with Hunter is hilarious, but Donald Trump Jr. should just tweet out exactly what Hunter Biden said. And let's see the media twist themselves into pretzels trying to attack Donald Trump Jr. while protecting Hunter Biden for the same words. That would be funny. The latest on Hunter Biden, and it's going to be a scandal, but he's going to sell his paintings. If you, I don't know if you wear this. He's an artist. <laughs> he's an artist, but he's got some dealer in New York who says that his artwork should go, his painting should go from between 75,000 to a half a million each. <laughs> and there's obviously a question of, will this be another scandal, another scam by the biggest, you know, grifter of all Hunter Biden, who's made millions, tens of millions on his father's name in foreign countries selling influence to his father, the big guy. Now, if and, and this guy, this art dealer, does a lot of business in China. So if some Chinese billionaire gives a half a million to Hunter Biden for his, you know, paint by numbers, uh, you know, paintings, what then? Well, I mean, are we, I, I, well, I know what then. You'll be, for, you, you, the media will ignore it. You're not going to be allowed to tweet about it. And you know, Facebook will take down any posts about it. And Hunter will again cash in it's it's amazing the the the, the grift never ends with this dirt bag but we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that i mean i've looked at some of the, i hate you know paint i'm not into art and i don't understand why some art is more valuable than others but his paintings let me just say from my 
you know, <laughs> you don't it doesn't look nice. His paintings suck. Okay. It's not like Howard Stern, like Howard Stern, then all of a sudden like got really into painting and now he's like a, you know, does he, I'd pay, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm sure his paintings suck too, but I don't expect Howard Stern to get a half a million for, uh, although now he's got some, so many rich, beautiful friends, maybe, you know, Ellen or, or, uh, you know, George Clooney will pay half a million dollars for one of How Howie Hampton's paintings. But anyone who pay anyone paying real money for um, for uh, uh, Hunter Biden's paintings, you're gonna have to question their motives. You're gonna have to question if this is money laundering. And you know, my answer, my guess will be, yeah, it is. It Schumer, is. Schumer did apologize via statement, by the way. Did he apologize for you? He won't go on camera or anything apologizing. Did he apologize. say apologize for using an outmoded term, or did he say for using a slur and a I'm sincerely sorry for use. Oh, first of all, it was through his, uh, his spokesperson said he is sincerely uh, sorry for his use of outdated and hurtful language. Outdated and hurtful. And by the way, he says it so matter of factly. It is, I mean, obviously he uses the term regularly, but again, that's okay. The media will have his back. And uh, before we go, and this might be, this might be, um, I shouldn't bring this up now. We got to get done here, but congrats to LeBron James. Big moment in the middle of the playoffs. I mean, he's not in the playoffs, but I think he stole the show. I think we can all agree LeBron stole the show yesterday when he, um, when the team, the Lakers tweeted, and he retweeted the big announcement. He's switching to number six, going back to number six. And to me, you know, I don't care about the, the playoff games. This is big, 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 big. LeBron James switching to number six. I get chills. I don't know about you. When I just saw him in that uniform and that new number, I just get excited. The very thought and God, I just hope he can hang on for a couple more years. So Braun can play with Bronny. It's weird. So, it's weird how the timing of all these things happen, right? Like he gets eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. He speaks and talks about how he has a new co competitor. Right? He's not going to play in the Olympics. He has a new competitor. What were they, they like? I forget their name, but the Space Demons or something like right, that. What yeah. were they? The, the Space Wolves or something. Now, yeah. this is just a coincidence. I know you're going to be shocked by this. In the movie, what number do you think he wears on his jersey? Oh, is that what it is? The movie's going to Yes. He wears number six for the space uh, assholes. I don't know who their names are. I don't know what their name are, but he wears number six. By the way, the commercial, I saw it. It's obnoxious. And it says goat versus bunny. And it's LeBron versus Bugs Bunny. Not only is he not the goat, but the real goat already made a movie with Bugs Bunny. Don't we? I mean, didn't Michael Jordan already do Space Jam? He did. Correct. So he's just stealing this from Mike, um, whatever. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to review it. I'm not going to pay attention to it, but I'm sorry. You got to kind of be the goat to claim you're the goat. Like Tom Brady's the goat. Michael Jordan's the goat. You know, Tiger Woods is the goat. I don't think anybody seriously considers LeBron James the goat. I mean, he's the second best small forward ever behind Larry Joe Bird. That's not bad. That's pretty good. But no one seriously thinks he's the goat, do they? Uh, I don't, I don't think so, but Hey, listen, he's, uh, he's milking it. He's got, uh, he's got the media and everybody on his side. So he's milking it up to be, uh, the biggest Hollywood celebrity out there. So, and, uh, and he's going to hang on to play with his son who's 16. Bronny is going to get to the NBA and that, and that's going to be just, that's not going to be obnoxious at all. Is it? No, there's not going to be, uh, you know, there's not gonna be another ego trip for Bronny. Um, all right. We're, we're looking forward today to the, uh, Fox News, former Fox News reporter, leaking this audio to um, Project Veritas. We'll be looking for that. And tomorrow, Putin, the killer versus Biden, 
the uh, the empty husk of a man. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be a great day for America. But let's let's face it, the bar is low. The expectations are very very low. The soft soft bigotry of low expectations for our president on the world stage. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your last day on camera, Colin, am I correct? Yes, unless we, I was thinking maybe we pre-record tonight, I don't know, but then you kind of- Look, you have all these ideas and I don't even understand half of them, but we're, but you have begged off tomorrow. We're not sure, we're not sure if yeah. something- I will never say that I cannot set up and produce the podcast. It's just whether or not I'm on camera. Yes, that's that's the that's so the. You, you have, at the end of this week, you're done. We've uh, selected a replacement. You uh, have on your recommendation. The pressure's on. Pressure's on. He better be good because I'm. I was torn. It was a coin flip, and you made the decision. I and did not. I did not make the decision. I gave you enough information to be dangerous. Right. Right. You gave me, and you. Uh, I'm not lying when I say you convinced me. I I even told the new guy. That he can thank Cullinan because I was genuinely. But it, did seem, it did seem like your number one topic is to, feel, nope. is to potentially get into the into a studio again, though. That's yes, you don't you don't have to rush. You don't have to defend it anymore. You've done huh? it enough, and I was convinced, and you've been very helpful, and I appreciate that. But um, you're done at the end of the week. Although you said you'd be around and you'd be accessible if he needs help, and he will. But uh, we don't know if we're going to have a show tomorrow. We're definitely going to have one Thursday, correct? Whether we have to do it you know, record it early or do it yep. live. Yep. We're going to do it Thursday, we think, and then you will be done. You will be on to Cully Heaven on to a bar stool, correct? And are you going to tell us how the trip goes or is that going to be secretive? Because I don't oh, know. No, oh, I can tell you how this how the trip goes. All business. You know me, Jerry. I'm all business. It's not about fun. This is a business. What, what time do you board the train tomorrow? Uh, 7.30, I believe. Get in around 10.30, 11-ish. And then you walk to the bar. Where is the bar stool office? Uh, that's a great question. I don't have the address off the top of my head. I think it's the meatpacking district. I think you have meetings. Yeah. You have meetings set up. Yeah, people. Three or four scheduled, and then today wow. I'm reaching out to more people. Just kind of doing like fifteen minute. Uh, you know, bang, 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 bang. Get the lay of the land. And what you're gonna do? I'm just gonna preview it. You're gonna have meetings with PR people and promotions people. Are gonna say, "Here's what we want to do with you and Kirk," and then you're gonna come back home, and Kirk's gonna say. I'm not doing that. That's I'm fine. Not, yep, that's fine. Say, you got to have all the. We want you to go here. We want you to go to the, you know, the whatever the Super Bowl, the World Series. You got to go to Kentucky Derby or something, or come to New York or go to Miami. And Kirk's going to say, "Nah, we're not doing that." And you're going to say, "Oh, it seemed like such a good idea at the time." Major, that's major media company with a lot of resources. You got to take what you can get, right? You got to get it. You got to got to be a sponge. You got to get as much information as you can. And just do you have it. any meetings with anybody famous? Oh you no. No, no, no. These are all, you know, good people, no namers that behind the scenes hopefully run the show. You know. All right. Well, if we don't end up doing something tonight, depend it depends on breaking news and developments in the world, uh, then we will do something tomorrow night. And that will be after you No, you'll still be there. You'll still be in New York, but you said you could handle it. You wouldn't be on camera, but you can handle it. Yep. Good luck on the trip. Thank you. Um I think you should uh you know, don't make any promises. Don't tell them you can do things like, you know, get Dershowitz on the first day, anything like oh, that. The, you don't have to tell me this stuff. You're the one who told me I should have applied for a spit and chicklets job that I had no qualifications for. I'm the, I, I, know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I, don't think, I still think that was your dream. You mentioned I'm just for a videographer. I'm not a videographer. It was for a video. You're pretty good at You're pretty good at it. It said producer slash videographer. Oh, you and, don't. You do and not. You imagine, just imagine this, Cullinane, that all you have to worry about is hockey. 
that would be a dream for you, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have to follow politics anymore or movies or culture, just politics. I mean, just hockey. No, oh, I like I like weaving and bobbing. I like laughs. Mm-hmm. I like making fun of people. I like making people making fun of me. No, I am in the dream situation. You get that. I'm, I am in the dream situation. That's it. All right. Good luck on the trip. Thanks. Uh, you know, thanks to everybody today. Thanks to Turtle Boy for joining us. Thanks to... Uh, Shake Concrete and Ally having a DCU and everybody for uh, listening and watching on YouTube and commenting. And by the way, it's going to be touch and go on the uh, reviews. We said we wanted 4,000 reviews before Cullinane signed off. You got about, I don't know, it's about 30 to go. You got some good ones. And I know they're your people because they say, uh, love Cullinane, going to miss them. But if you want to wish Cullinane well, you could do it on Apple Podcasts. You can go to their site and you could do a review Please give us five stars, but we want to get the reviews up to, I mean, uh, yeah. Why don't you do it at the start of the show? You wait till the end of the show, and you don't know if people nod it off or whatever. Do it at the start of the show so people know what to do. Okay, so I'm going to assume some of them hung in there. Anyway, if you want to give us a review, go to Apple's and try to get us to 4,000. We got about, I don't know, 25 or 30 to go, and uh, that'd be nice. And then we'll all say goodbye to uh, Cullinane later this week. Um, but... Uh, Good luck on the trip. Have fun. Tell uh, you know. Tell all the, uh, the the boys, all the spit and chicklets guys that I said hello. Tell Rear I said hello. Okay. I sure will. I sure will. All right. Good luck, Colin, and thanks. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we. I'm not sure we're going to talk to you. We hope to talk to you tomorrow, but you know, Colin's kind of big time in us and heading to New York. We will definitely talk to you once more. We'll talk to you uh, Thursday, Colin's final day on this podcast. Talk to you then. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't... Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night! And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced Sunrise Batch Coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.